You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian actress from New York City. She has done everything from movie appearances, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, to one-person shows, to stand-up on such shows as Comedy Central Presents, Her Own Half Hour, The Jim Brewer Show, and most recently, Funny Women of a Certain Age on Showtime. And I can honestly say the only comic I've been in a room with just us and a dead person. It's <laughs> Vanessa Hollingshead. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Yeah. Pretty good intro, huh? Yeah, that's quite an intro. <laughs> let's do you. Intro. I like the last First one. corner, yeah. Right. We always do a funny intro for people. Like, Well, let's talk about that for one second. You were Miss, Mrs. Lucerne in hold for a minute and a half. Yeah. And, 14, uh, 14 months. We've talked, to, we've talked about Lucian on, uh, a, a lot on this show, so people know who he is. He ran the comic strip. And you were the wife and also a comedian. And we'll talk about him mostly in the second segment. But I want to talk about you f- to start off with. Well, the the reason why we did that little piece up front is he died. You were there. You called me. And the three yeah. of us were in the room together. Yeah. Yeah. That was one, one of the, the worst great, days of my life. Yeah, yeah. One of the most memorable days of my life. A Tuesday. A Tuesday, weird, yes. Weird shit happens on Tuesdays. 9-11 was on a Tuesday. That's on a Tuesday. Yeah, I don't like Tuesdays. And comedy, I always say, is bad on Tuesday for some reason. Yeah, because it's not... It's like after Monday... Uh, I was thinking Tuesdays with Maury. I was exactly was reading that. Tuesdays was is like all. Tuesday. It was yeah. like Tuesday with Dead. I've Lucian. never heard that before, but I, yeah, I guess stay away yeah. from Tuesdays. Yeah. Tuesdays, good. okay. Wednesdays, I'm not too crazy about either. Thursdays, <laughs> that would pick a it up. More yeah. it's so funny. My wife hates Sundays. She gets sort of the Sunday blues. Yeah, Sundays you heard are such d- super depressing. Really? Yeah, always. You gotta, Why? Gotta At what time? It. All day. Yeah, just because it, it, like, for some reason, it's a reflective day, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's not a positive day. Oh, it's I love like, Sundays. Like, Friday's more positive. At least you can drink yourself through the weekend, but Sunday, <laughs> you've probably got to pull things together, and I was, Monday's there. I got to make something of myself. It just, it, no matter what happens on Sunday, it's We're terrible. always with Birdie all day Sunday. It's like this. She's not a daycare. I mean, it's from 6.30 in the morning until she goes to sleep. It's all day with the baby, and right. it's like somebody's got, she's running around like a lunatic, and so... We are exhausted by the end of Sunday. So by the end of Sunday, I'm the happiest person because Gina goes to sleep. I can sit for two minutes. I don't have any shows on Sunday. I don't do shows. And I watch TV. And then I get up and everybody leaves. And I have great. I don't have <laughs> so any problem with Sunday usual, or Monday. As usual, you're the opposite of everybody opposite else. Opposite of everybody else. <laughs> as usual, Neil's absolutely right. But let's talk about you. Okay. They say comics are tragic figures, you know, like with a lot to draw on. And I really didn't. I didn't have a tragic thing. But Vanessa Holling said if one person had a childhood to write jokes about, it was you. People don't. Where'd I you mean, grow up? She here? grew up on communes and then in foster, foster homes. Yes. But you grew up in the Northeast or in, in New York? New York, right? Yeah, I grew right? up in New York in the and city? then I lived in England and I lived in upstate New York. Then I lived in Boston. I lived in the different boroughs. 
lived in a uh, bedsty before Starbucks. Move a little closer. Uh, oh, sh- before um, Starbucks and uh, you Whole know, Foods. Let me uh, <laughs> reveal. In, back when it was bedsty. Yeah, that was in a bedsty. Yeah, yeah. My black friends wouldn't visit me. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad neighborhood. Let me reveal to Neil the big part of this segment. Okay, uh, Vanessa Hollingshead's father. Um, was uh, Michael Hollingshead, a British-born researcher who performed some of the first experiments with psychedelic drugs and hallucinogens and who introduced Timothy Leary and Paul McCartney oh, to wow. LSD. Wow. So he's, okay. she's basically the daughter of LSD. Yeah, wow. That's a pretty good connection right there. Yeah, it makes for a <laughs> lot of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that like? So you're yeah. living in com- on communes, and then all of a sudden, what? I, your parents were in the other room experimenting no, on were, drug? My my mom and dad got divorced. Uh, well, they got separated. They never got divorced when I was like one and a half. So I got put on a commune. My dad's girlfriend, long story short, was supposed to bring me back to Cumbrae Island in Scotland with him, but she didn't. So I ended up... Uh, leaving Brooklyn with this woman, Grace, who took me in and living up on this commune, which I hated. I just wanted like bologna sandwiches. I wanted people to wear polyester. I wanted like <laughs> I liked their parents and every I had to learn how to like shear sheep and milk oh, goats. God. And oh. uh, I had it for water. I have to to take a shower. I'd have to pump water for like 500 strokes to get like some water and uh, how many for, people were up on this commune? there was like 20 to 30 oh, people wow. up on this commune and then there was the yay god community and they were trying to get rid of ego so every time they come up to visit they would say this one would like some water this one <laughs> would like some and it's like because they wouldn't say i <laughs> i used to me and my dad eventually joined us and we just used to laugh it's like this one, and I was thinking, this one needs a shower. <laughs> oh, and what's that joke about everybody doing drugs? You're vacationing. What's that old? Oh, oh, your, well, my dad did so much acid, LSD, psilocybin, blue bladder, and purple haze that we used to go on family trips together without ever leaving home. <laughs> I don't have joke. childhood memories. I have flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Now, your dad's with you at the com- commune the whole he time? He visited for a few months, and then he threatened to kill everybody and shoot everybody if they didn't leave him alone because he, uh, he, he drank a lot. He basically, his undoing was his alcoholism. He was fine uh, smoking pot. He was fine... Uh, he had some issues with the methamphetamine addiction, my dad, <laughs> uh, and he, with the opium addiction. He had he had addiction issues. How but did how how did he meet Timothy Leary? He got the LSD from Huxley. Huxley told him to get a hold of Hoffman. Hoffman was experimenting with with LSD, and it was a lysergic acid dimethylide at twenty five because it was the twenty fifth batch that Hoffman took and had the famous bicycle ride, and he just got a little bit of dust on his nose, and he ended up tripping his brains out. So Huxley was work, took this LSD, and he eventually wrote uh, Heaven and Hell from LSD, and then The Doors of, you know, uh, the doors, of Percepti- doors of Perception, and then, uh, what was that, The Brave New World, from all his influence for the LSD. And wow. my dad was experimenting, I just wanted something so uh, Huxley said you've got to get a hold of of uh, Albert Hoffman so my dad had to get like a fake you know medical excuse so he knew a doctor Dr. Beresford so he said he was getting a bone marrow transplant and could he try the LSD for the bone marrow (laughs) transplant and he got a package with uh, 5,000 heads of LSD you know that was back in the day when it was easy to get that stuff 
Oh, so. there you go. Wow. So and then you he put it like in mayonnaise jars. And then to meet Leary, he went to Harvard. My Leary thought my dad was a sociopath. He was a little bit nervous. <laughs> and then my dad threatened to kill himself if he didn't, you know, if, if Leary didn't take the acid and spend some time with him. My dad was very manipulative. And then Leary felt bad for him. So Leary said, stay at my, my place. So Flo Ferguson was Maynard Ferguson's wife. And my dad was very charming with women. So my dad uh, got Flo Ferguson to try the LSD. Flo, uh, Leary loved Flo Ferguson, so Flo said, you've got to try this stuff. So she was almost like a conduit, you know, as, yeah. as usual, women get forgotten about, you know. <laughs> uh, so she was the one that um, did that. And then all of a sudden, my dad went from sociopath to divine rascal. And that was the beginning <laughs> of their friendship, so. so. That's the real story. No oh, one wow. knows that. Yeah, so you grew up in that, like you... You're, you're, you're growing up amongst this. How old are you at this time? When I took LSD accidentally, when I was five years old. Right, it was on the table or something. It was on, right? yeah, it was laying on tables. They used to conduct these LSD, these these trips at Millbrook Mansion. They Wait, got a big, you were five. Five, yeah. Jesus took LSD Christ. by accident. How did they not take you away from your parents? At that um, point? well, I mean, where are you? Just like laying. No, my dad. I was jumping up on the trampoline, and uh, the next thing I saw, I looked down and I saw all these fluorescent worms because, <laughs> you know, I'm five, so yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I start screaming for Britta. My dad was dating this this uh, woman named Britta, and then I looked at my dad and I said, "Dad, the pictures are ripping. My nails are getting small. I mean, I very I remember the wow. the trip, and my dad realized that I got into the LSD, and I don't remember any of this, but he said. I drove you around the country for like 12 hours and you just started talking about the purple trees swaying <laughs> in the breeze. And right. It was like, I didn't want you right. to have some brain damage or something. And then... Oh, well, that was nice of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dad, for the afterthought. And Baba Ramdas, uh, who was Richard Alpert at the time, uh, my dad drove to this little place where uh, Ramdas was saying some like little, you know... There was a, yeah, a little... A little like ashram a, or whatever. It, it was like a mile away from Millbrook Mansion. It was like a little hut, hut, and uh, he gave me a shot of uh, Thorazine in my rear end, which I remember because I remember he held. They held me upside down. <laughs> Dad was trying to distract me. <laughs> I got the shot. Wait, you don't yeah. understand, Neil. This is just tip yeah. of the iceberg stuff. No, because now you're into the. You're in this whole world with Timothy Leary and all these people now for the next. When like, I met Tim Leary, I remember meeting Tim Leary, and we were in the. It was really early in the morning and I remember holding his hand and we were walking through the garden and he said uh, those are morning glories and he said in the morning they just open the flowers just open and then at night they close I'll never forget him telling me that so. <laughs> wow. that was the most innocent thing I remember <laughs> this at is that crazy commune. yeah I know so by, the time at, at <laughs> Mansion, sorry. So by the time you're a teenager you're like ahead of everybody yeah, I'm so I'm so over it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. over it. I have no desire to drink. Yeah. I have no desire to do drugs. I have no desire to smoke pot. Uh, I just had a horrible sugar addiction. I got very chubby, and uh, I didn't know that I had. I didn't know what was awaiting for me later on. Um, and I just stayed away from everything. And then Did I started smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. I could drink like a two pots of coffee a day and you know smoke about a pack of cigarettes but i stayed away from every single thing that was mind altering because you knew or because this okay well, my dad was yeah. violent i had my dad got very violent when he drank and i used to get very sick i'd have a few drinks and i would get very very ill so i just thought it didn't agree with me all right let me move ahead a little okay. bit because wow. did you go to college 
Uh, I went to Emerson College in conjunction with oh, high did? school. Yeah, briefly. Ex- oh, wow. I never graduated. And then I got accepted to NYU at 16 and on an audition. And I never filled out. The f- I never followed through. I was My mother didn't believe in... <laughs> I, I didn't Education. want my dad to help me. And my dad wanted me to go to Harvard. His dream mm. was for me to go to Harvard. And to upset him... I said, I'll figure it out, Dad. I don't need your help. I know what your help involves. So were you like 17 living in Manhattan? Is that what, that's um, the path? What were you doing? How did you make money at that point? I mean, I was, I was, um, I was at Watkins Glen when I was 13. I was already doing uh, cleaning up garbage for rock concerts <laughs> uh, to make some extra money. And I used that money to go visit my dad. I took a plane over to England. And then I was babysitting. I was a, I was the fun babysitter. <laughs> Baby I imagine center. so. Uh, I'd let the kids watch whatever they wanted. Here are knives, children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would give them like cookies and ice cream. They always wanted to. And yeah. uh, we, we, I really. So when did comedy happen? Comedy happened when I couldn't get arrested. I was trained to be a Shakespearean actress. I iambic pentameter. I studied at Lee Strasberg. It was all these, all this serious acting. Oh, that's I, Neil's boy, yeah, Lee Strasberg. Yeah, we finally got a Strasberg I person. Two years of Strasberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be a method actress, and um, you know, I studied with all the best teachers, at, and here in the city, couldn't get yeah here in the city, and okay. I couldn't get a, I couldn't get arrested. It was embarrassing to have anyone see my plays. I was in plays that were you know abomination, and three people would show up at way the hell off Broadway. And my friend said, you know, you're fun when you come home from your day at work, or, you know, because I was a temp. Yeah. I used to temp all over the city. Um, you're funnier than half the shows I see on television. You should be a stand-up comedian. So you're and doing you're these to... plays off, and they're just awful. They're hideous. <laughs> they're <laughs> you hideous. know it, or are you? Yeah, I remember one was right away, fourteen you know. lovers of Ugly Marianne. And wait, you wrote this play? No, no. Oh, these you were just were in shows a play. I got okay. stuck in, and there would be a scene. Fourteen where lovers of Ugly <laughs> Marianne. Fourteen lovers of Ugly Marianne. Holy I mean, shit. And just plays that were an embarrassment. But you're working. You're constantly going from play to play at this time. When I get when I get yeah. an audition, when it was so hard. I mean, I'm up against all the uh, all the famous actors and unfamous actors for stuff. So, so real quick, where yeah. did you go? So when when did you did you walk in the comic strip to audition? No, I went to Gladys. I waited. Oh, Gladys's. Gladys's. Okay. I was 31, mm-hmm. and uh, I just I remember waiting four hours to go on. I was like comic number 36, and I spent hours working on when I lost all my hair. I'll do a joke on that. Barely any laughs, and I remember feel I took all the girls from work. Uh, they were there. Everyone was. I was just eating coffee, and I was drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and having pretzels. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I, I was like, I'm. Ha- this is. Th- it felt so right, and I. Be- I remember saying, even Richard Pryor wouldn't get laughs at this point. This is like four <laughs> hours in. I mean, people are barely. Yeah, yeah awake, those can, so. at the end of those shows. That's Gladys's but show. You kept coming back. I kept coming back, and then Jim Mandrinos told me. Uh, I, I, you had to go through Jim Andrinos to get into the comic strip. And uh, he suggested, he goes, wait a year because this guy is not easy. And, you know, you're not going to get a lot of chances to get into the comic strip. So I <laughs> waited one year from when I started to audition. And then when I did audition, he wasn't sure about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, wait. So your whole 20s, you're in New York just acting. Just acting, yeah. yeah acting and, and, and temping. temping. And I, and I felt like okay. the ugly slave girl. I just couldn't believe my life was I just remember being on the the J train from Brooklyn and then moving into the city I just remember life was trains and classes and I always had to sneak out of offices early yeah, they'd always yeah. want to promote me because I, I was too. fast and yeah. I'd be like um 
I got an audition, and it's like they didn't care. It's like, well, we have faxes that need to. There was, remember faxes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, faxes. We have faxes that need and to go And so, so this whole time, then you're in nowhere in the tw- you're thinking stand up. It just well, I finally you. got it. I went on the Joan Rivers show. I was up for Before the Laughter to play Lucille Ball, and I made it on the cover of People magazine. Oh, I yeah. was one of the finalists. Oh wow! And I thought this is it. This is, I'm finally going to play Lucy. I remember going to work. I had like a, a big dress on. My hair was red. And they saw me. And I said, listen, you don't understand. I got to I gotta get to this audition. Can you cover the phones? I'll be back. And I looked. And I remember this homeless guy goes, you look like Lucy. And I remember I gave him like, <laughs> gave him like a couple bucks. And uh, then Francis Fisher got it. And uh, that was the uh. beginning. And I remember just being so just depressed. Like I couldn't believe how hard I tried. And. Then I was back to being a temp again, and then about uh, six months later, I was doing comedy, and two years later, I got my first development deal. Yeah, it was crazy how fast. I was going to say, and wrapping up this segment, it happened really quick. Yeah, it happened almost too quick. It happened very quick. Because when I started, we started almost the same time. When did you start? Like, 94? 91. 91. Okay, so I started in 94. the day I started. yeah. Yeah. So it's like by the time I was even at the strip in 98, 99, I want to say, mm-hmm. you were a big deal. A big deal. You got your deal right out of the strip? Or is that where? Uh, no, no, right at Caroline's. Oh, right I did at- a, it was a, just a set. I was, Tony Camacho was my manager. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> I said, you know, I just want to make a work tape, just see how it goes, because I've been working on this stuff. And there was. Amy and Tricasso Davis, instead of going to the Montreal Comedy Festival, we sent five a mailing of 500 people and one show. All you need is that one. Yeah. And she was the one that showed up. And the tape went, got me 60 meetings in wow. Los Angeles and about any age and of manager so I So Comedy Central Holy special. Shit. No, no. That happened years At later. Later? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, years later. The deal was with who? NBC? Um, NBC offered me the Drew Carey show, which I turned down, and the deal was with <laughs> Carsey Warner. And Why did you? Oh, yeah, Carsey Warner. Because because um, of the deal. Because Carsey Warner said we want to make you the third lead to play a cop with Stephen Zahn. And and then Stephen Zahn got that thing you do with Tom Hanks, oh, and right. I went from being hot, hot, hot to ice cold so quickly. Oh, I didn't wow. know. I was the person you called when the deals went south, like how to <laughs> how to handle it, you know. Yeah, and so then bad. it was years later. That I finally got a comedy sp- a special. And I remember Chris Young was working at Comedy Central, and he said, uh, and there was the blackout, and I, I had to get this tape done, this tape. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, it, it's a, don't you have anyone to submit you? I said, I don't have any agents, any managers. Chris, can you just look at the, just look at the tape, just look at the tape. Yeah. He looked at the tape, and he said. Um, well, I'm going to give it to, I forgot her name. Uh, I'm going to give it to so-and-so and we'll see how it goes. And then within a week, they said, you got your Comedy Central special. That was again from a tape. No representation. Just wow, blind crazy. faith, you know? Yeah, it's so funny because I listened to a podcast the other day with David Letterman. He said that, oh, you get your chance. And then once that falls through, you go to the back of the line. I never thought, <laughs> yeah. of, it, I never thought of it like that. Like, But yeah. you, go, you literally go to the back of the line. Yeah. You got to plow plow forward Back again forward. well it's not so, everybody some people fail fail forward you know yeah we've we, we know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know a lot of people i've like never that. got to the front okay. of the line we know Damn some people they just fail stay forward. at the front of the Wait, line i don't know how yeah, it some happens. people uh, just keep going yeah, they just they keep see, cutting their way through. it's amazing yeah. there is yeah. no end of the line for um me. so wow. after all this after everything we'll talk about this trip i have 30 seconds okay. you i read somewhere you said cruise ship saved your life yeah i had uh Four years ago, I put in four. I put in applications 
to Starbucks, four applications to Starbucks. Because you couldn't make any money anymore. I couldn't. I couldn't make any money anymore. Uh, I was. I wasn't. There, there was no substances in my life. There was no alcohol in my life. There was no men in my. There was nothing in my life except comedy, and I put in. And then I put in these. Um, these this resume in, and then uh, the, uh, the you know the Starbucks thing, and then uh, Bruce Smirnoff said, uh, "We're gonna take a chance. We're, we submitted your tape. It's a little edgy. It's all about drinking. Uh, we all like it in the office. Can you come down to Florida?" I said, "I can't even pay my rent." <laughs> so he said, "Okay, well this is it's a long shot. We're gonna have maybe a bunch of people at uh, Royal listen to it, you know." Uh, and then he said they liked it. So I had something like. 10 people have to sign off on this 13 minute drinking set and they said uh, okay we're going to take a risk we're going they're going to take a uh, shot on you so just one word of advice don't fuck up <laughs> and then, and, then uh, and the my rest first, is history yeah and the first and week you've done I, really well on it yeah and you make making money yeah well i haven't um, and you're one of the top people yeah, well I, i'm i've switched agencies <laughs> did you change all your material or no I had to change everything. Oh, I had did. to, yeah, man. I didn't know but what I was doing. You did it. For. I've seen it. You did a good job. You just took the edge off, kind of like a, just talk. Took a lot of the edge. And off. real quick, <laughs> you have I a pilot. You have a pilot in the works. Take my life, please. Take my life, please. It's actually a mini series. I'm going to be working on it with uh, my writing partner of almost like 21 years, Jeannie Heaton. Yeah. And I'm going. Actually, I'm going down to Athens to write the mini series. All right. If you need a couple the, idiots to be okay. in the pilot, let us know. Oh, we, I'd love that. All right. Who, who, here we go. Who are you talking about? But to me and you. I'm just joking. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. The comic strip. Now, with, through all this, somehow you obviously your home club becomes the comic strip, and then even crazier that the manager, Booker, head honcho at the comedy strip, not the comic strip, not only likes you but falls in love with you. How crazy is that? At that point, what year is that? That's like when uh, you pass at the strip. That's ninety. Uh, that's um. Well, we. I got past the comic strip in like 95, 96, something like that. And then Lucian and I started dating and I couldn't even, I think I loved him more than he loved me. I mean, no one ever thought that, uh, but I was actually a little I would bit say more, that. Yeah. Well, if anybody who knew Lucian yeah. was like, I mean, he I was mean, like. Goes, she's just obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember he said, you really have a hard time letting go. You don't let go of uh, your anger. You don't let go of your obsession with me. You don't even let go of your own feces. You know, I remember <laughs> we were together and he goes, do you even defecate? I said, so I didn't, but I you mean, had like at the time you were in an army jacket, short hair. Yeah. Right. What did he say I, to he you? I, he goes, are you a lesbian? <laughs> are you a lesbian? I said, why? Because I said, why? Because I show up with my notes and I don't talk to anybody. He's like, no, you have an army jacket on, you have short <laughs> hair, you have very severe look. You're talking about Michelle Palin and going to Provincetown. I'm like, no, I'm just smart. I'm <laughs> he was always so honest. Yeah. That's the thing. About He's, He's brutally like, oh, honest. But yeah. you were you were honest back. And also, um, I, you were a good uh, match for him. I think you were a good tennis partner. You know what I mean? Where like does the first date happened. The first. Yeah, that would have been. Where's the first thing happened? Like who? All of a sudden you're at the club and you get a drink together. Or? Uh, no, because I wasn't. I didn't drink. Um, he asked. Uh, we went to church. I was supposed to go to this church. He was with the Unitarian Universalist Church. That really didn't believe Ooh, in God. Anything, yeah, yeah. And I used to go to the, <laughs> the church that doesn't believe, believe in God. Doesn't believe in, like, he, was, he was out there, <laughs> man. Yeah. You can't write yeah. this shit. He was Wait. so liberal, there was no God. 
the church was so ungodlike that the only time you heard Jesus Christ mentioned was when the janitor stubbed his toe. <laughs> so he takes you to that. He takes me to that. He goes, I don't really, I'm not like you. I don't really believe in, in Jesus. Yeah, he, I like, oh. I, so, so Jesus was a disgusting person until he got really, really ill. And he's, he's very, very sick. He's like, I just let the monks pray over me with Jesus. I felt a little bit better. And of course, then the hands started acting up again. Yes. So he had he had a very strange disease called scler- scleroderma. And your, your life expectancy, once they give you that, is like a year, right? He lived for 10, 12 years. He, he broke a record or something. Yeah, it was uh, expectancy was like um, two to six years. And he lived for 18. 18. Wow. 18. And so when you knew him, did he already been diagnosed? Or? He'd already been diagnosed, and we started we started to have some problems with it because he was howling like a wild animal, and it was I had to sleep with him. I Wait, had to, what? He would like howl. in bed. He yeah, would howl. howl in pain, <laughs> yeah. and oh, he kept oh. everything stuffed in. I was the one that had to know, you know, what Lucian was like uh, behind closed doors, and. Um, one, it, just one of the most original characters I've ever seen in my life. Like I used to try and do him an acting class. The guy said, "I don't believe you." The guy, I mean, because it was so crazy. This character, you couldn't list all the things. Like he was a dancer. He was a carpenter. He was pompous. He was. He knew every word in the stupid dictionary. <laughs> knew four hundred thousand words more than other people. Yeah. You know, he he traveled everywhere. He, you know. He had, you know, well, that's not the same what for you. Short you guys of opinion. are both kind of intellectual, so that kind of works. Liberal to the not, end of day. Not right? to, in my, to him, I don't know if he thought I was intellectual. <laughs> like, he never gave yeah. me credit for being intelligent. He loved, uh, Lucian, I really believe, fell in love with my talent. Yeah. Um, the messy part of being a woman, being emotional, like with your wife, like yeah. Sundays and Moody, he just had very little. He didn't know what to say. Well, he was, a, he was Spock. He was Spock. This really <laughs> happened. When we first got married, yeah. I said, it'd be nice if you could give me a, you know, a kiss in the morning. And he, I'll never forget this. He went, oh, you know, I, <laughs> I thought that my marriage was a declaration of my love for you. Uh, <laughs> it's so just good. never enough, is, is it? I've got to get the schedule uh, done on Monday. <laughs> then Tuesday, I have to we, put it in order and... Then Wednesday, I have to see if there's any cancellations. I suppose I could kiss you on Thursday. I'll never forget that. I was like, crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm a, wait. I, I, hope I, I want you to tell this story because I'm dying for you to tell the story on the podcast because this is one of my favorites. Tell him the, tell Neil the perfect game story. Oh, the perfect game story. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I come. He comes home. He went to the Yankees game. He went to the Yankees game, and he walks in the door. And I th- he looks like he, nothing is coming out of his mouth. I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, honey. <laughs> honey. You think he's going to tell like, you he loves What's you, the right? matter? <laughs> oh. I just I just went to the Yankees <laughs> with John. Uh, John Bush. <laughs> and I watched... David Cole had <laughs> a perfect game. It was magnificent. You, you, you of course, wouldn't understand because you don't know anything about baseball. But for someone who loves the Yankees, this <laughs> I have to. I have to make some phone calls. This guy, Joe, 
Joe, are you sitting down? <laughs> yes, Joe, I watched. Dave Cohn hit a perfect game. Yes, he, he hit a... Hold on another line. Yes, uh, yeah, lotion, yeah. I just... Hello, Gladys. I know you don't know baseball, but I just watched Dave Cohn hit a perfect... Hold on a second. Yes, yeah, okay. No, you can change the... T- it was just yeah. Oh and he God. thought yeah. he's like in tears. <laughs> yeah. He's in tears and you're you're thinking, yeah. you know, I thought oh something gosh. horrible happened. Yeah. <laughs> he was so like and I remember seeing Field of Dreams and watching with him, he goes, This movie just makes me cry. Yeah. It just makes it's, me cry. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he was a crazy and you Yankees don't play fan. sports at all, really. He has no, no <laughs> she has no idea what no. he's talking about. That's so no, he's walking. Well, no like, one really reacts like yeah. that. Lenny and I did a yeah. thing, Vanessa on baseball. And, uh, we had this we had whole series we filmed one time called Vanessa on. We'll talk about that in the yeah. next segment because oh I can't wait God. to talk about. It. No, I knew nothing. Um, that was like the worst audition we ever had. We had M- we auditioned for MLB. It was a freaking disaster. You on what? Me and Bethel auditioned for MLB, and Bethel knows nothing about sports. Right. And we had a broadcast for we thought it was a three minute audition, and right. so we start into we do three minutes. He goes, Oh no, I need like thirty minutes. And so we have to talk about baseball for nothing 30 about minutes. Baseball. She's like, that's a swing. And she, would just say, <laughs> no. she would just say wild shit. Like, that's a, that's a, uh, is that a, <laughs> oh we talked about that last night. It was one of the worst auditions ever because we were done at three minutes. We like, we wrote a little bit like, you know, we were just broadcasting. And he goes, no, you got 30, you got to do 30 minutes. And we're like, oh holy shit. God. But we were such stupid actors. When, we like kept doing it. All right. So oh my when, God. I would think it'd be cute with like someone knowing nothing. That's and what then I the thought. the guy yeah. knowing everything. That's you what know? I told myself after the fact yeah but that was yeah. it ended up it ended up being a big thing afterwards. did lucian know the power he wielded and how much he insulted people yes yeah yeah and some people still hold on to it it's hold very on str- oh they, they I, never forgot about they, it john stewart said he'll never walk in there again you know what i mean like lucian had a seat we saw john stewart at uh in carnegie hall i'll never forget this carnegie hall and lucian said you know i i never make mistakes honey but Every once in a while, you make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) He had to admit to that one. I didn't get it. Uh, So I just want to see. I want to offer him a spot at the comic strip. Uh (laughs) He went right up to John Stewart, and uh, then he came back, and he said... uh, the way John Stewart said no thank you was kind of like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know people held that gr- I mean yeah. to this day yeah. like it was to people go no he wasn't nice he was no I, you know and uh, I'm cleaning horrible, it up. He would say horrible things. Oh like, I have listen you're you're very uh, you have a reasonably pretty face but you're what a good 300 pounds overweight. No offense <laughs> but uh, Yeah he said to a fat girl one time um, you could either lose a lot of weight and make uh, yourself more attracted to the industry or you could gain another thousand pounds and make a complete <laughs> spectacle of yourself right and that's a famous that's story. like half the comic she ran out of the club crying that's yeah. the story i heard but when we did his memorial i went and asked everybody the stuff he said to them and uh, i read these at the memorial and i swear uh, you have to kind of know him but they would make me cry. It would make, I mean, all of them made me cry. Um, it was a lot of power, though, he had. Yeah. Especially had back when the strip was super hot. I mean, it was, if he got behind you, it's a lot of power. Oh. In a sense that that could really, there's showcase, everyone see. But that wait. could be a lot of that. So. Let me read you a couple of these. Yeah, okay. I think First of all, the one that I told about myself was when I did Louis Anderson, that was my big break in 99. Mm-hmm. We all went out to LA and yeah. did that show, right? Yeah. So that to me was a big deal getting on a plane, doing a show. I was so excited. 
So I, my spot at the comic strip was usually like, I don't know, 1130. You know, I couldn't buy a break before 10, 1030, you know. Um, once in a while, he may give me the first spot to eat that one, but ne- really late. But then I got Louie Anderson, and now he's giving me 9 o'clock, 9, 10, you know, just to warm up for that show. Mm-hmm. So we get to the end. We're going to get on the plane. And I go up. He's sitting and eating in the booth there. And I give I go, Lucian, I just wanted to say like it took me everything to go over there and say thank you. And I was like, I just wanted to thank you for all the spots. It really helped warm up for the show. And he just looks up from the Chinese food and goes, well, don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I went right back to 1130. Oh, he's brutal. Buddy Bolton wore a rhinestone jacket one time and he said to him, do you own a mirror? <laughs> 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 and my friend Vinny I always tell Vinny Brand always tells a story like he walks in one day and he's late you know Vinny's always late he walks right through the door and he's gonna go through that ro- slot you know the revolve you know that uh revolving thing and Lucian's sitting there he's like and he's like hey Lucian right and Vinny and uh Lucian just looks at him and he goes Vinny have you been working out right <laughs> and and Vinny goes yes I have and he goes yes because you have no neck <laughs> <laughs> In front of everybody, we. He told Big J. I asked Big J. He said, "You are obviously, you are obviously not going to law school." <laughs> oh God! I mean, I have a million. I have I have two pages of these that are so funny. You know, um, he was just uh, once. You had a one person show you were working on about him, right? Yeah, the hold, the hold. Yeah, that was. Uh, I spent a few years working on that. I want to uh, resurrect it again. Uh, and I do a whole bit where he's watching the Yankee game and deciding who's going to get passed and who doesn't get passed. Oh, let me just say how much he loved the Yankees. There's another one. Uh, so the, the NBA Finals was on at the same. This is June, right? The NBA Finals is in June. So the baseball season starts in April. It goes through October. So this is game, I don't know, 50 of a basic Yankee season, right? But the NBA Finals is like game six of the NBA Finals that one year. And somebody... People want to watch the NBA Finals, but he's not turning the TV in the room, you know, in the comic strip. Yeah. And uh, somebody goes, but Lucian, it's the NBA Finals. And he just looks up and goes, I'm dying, you know. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> no, that was it. He put, you could never win. You could never win an argument. Now, I remember asking him, how is he doing? He's like, I... Uh, uh, and he was by now getting some amputations on his fingers because of his scleroderma. And he goes, uh, I'm trying to hold myself together as bits of me keep falling off. <laughs> Have a good set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, he made I'm me like, laugh I'm so... trying not to... I'm like... Now gasping, trying not to cry. Yeah, and just calling it all back. We got to wrap this up, Neil. Did you feel? Wait, one more question. Did you feel a lot of like stuff, uh, like uh, people coming to you for help for him, or no? Were people a lot of times that were they coming? What do I do? How do I pass? Can you help me? Blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then all those people. Yeah, I helped a lot of people get past the comic strip. And then once he died, uh, they had no use for me anymore. It was really interesting to yeah. see who my friends were and who they weren't. I was very, very shocked. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, let me wrap it up with this quick story about Vanessa. So when he passes away, and obviously I, you know, uh, I I don't see Vanessa. She takes a little time off, comes into the comic strip. I don't know, six months later maybe. Uh, I see you backstage, and I think you look great. Yes. <laughs> God, tell I me that eaten story. In like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even take time off. Two days after Lucian died, yeah, was I was on a plane. No. To, no, two days I after he died, yeah. yeah, I was on a plane to Winnipeg, 
to do headline. Oh, okay. Because um, so, I know he'd want to keep me, he'd want me to keep going, and I didn't know what to do except do comedy because I was a wreck. But I stopped eating. I'll never. I just couldn't eat. And I remember Lenny saw me, and he's like, "You look great. I could see your clavicles." No, no, no. You said that. <laughs> I say you look great. And you're like, "What? I have, I, I haven't eaten. I just stopped yeah. eating." Because I could. I remember you said, "I could see your clavicles." <laughs> and I said, "That's no. how women get she eating said, disorders." Yeah. When you say, "She said, yeah, I, no, you, you can said see my clavicles." Why well, I would never to. say that. She no, said that. I think you say it. Oh, oh yeah, brother, yeah, let's yeah, move on. See, this is where this is where the drugs come in in our third segment. You're wrong again, Lenny. Our segment is on drugs. So we did a, we did a, um, I, we came up with a concept for you one time, right when the web was just starting to pop, like a couple, a video series, because I could do video editing. And mm-hmm. this was like Vanessa on. So we did mm-hmm. Vanessa on blank, Vanessa on baseball, Vanessa on dating. That dating. was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. And then one of them was Vanessa on drugs. And you were going to bring, the concept was you were going to come in. <laughs> We were going to put all the drugs on the table, and then you were going to go through each one, and it was going to be hilarious. We'll just yeah. edit into it, so I'll shoot for 20 minutes, and I'll edit to three, and it'll right. be great, which right. it was. The only problem is when you came in, we were doing Vanessa on drugs, but you were on drugs. I was on, yeah. <laughs> I was already uh, drunk. <laughs> yeah, so you're slurring everything, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, is this really happening? Because I'm looking through the thing. But that's going, how it's supposed to yeah. be. She's what? Vanessa I, I on remember drugs, like on drugs. when I watched be, it, it was yeah. painful watching it because <laughs> you see me trying to like one thing when you have a, a drinking or a drug problem, you're always trying to act sober. Like anyone yeah. who knows anything about like it's exhausting trying to act like nothing's wrong. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, reeking. I don't know. I probably reeked of like Cabernet or something. What? Let's talk, start with this. What drugs haven't you done? Um, I've never done heroin. Oh, okay. That's probably a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I, always, I never wanted. How to come? Have a yeah. Just that was just. I was always was told afraid. you get it. If, uh, you can take. You can shoot it once and become an addict the rest of your life. I didn't want to take the chance that I would get addicted or I would die. I was petrified of needles. All right. Let's talk about like how long you've been clean now, clean and sober. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I really you still like go January. To the January. Uh. Uh. January of 2013. Okay. And uh, the cruise ship's probably good because they have the meeting, right? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of booze. And there's a lot of of, uh, people on the ships like to drink. So it was very hard for me to be social, like to schmooze with the cruise director, to schmooze with this person, that person. They'd say, come have a drink. But you could stay out of the way. Yeah, I stayed. I just kind of kept to myself, but yeah. I never like social. And then they would notice I didn't. I never felt like I could just drink and party. But I also feel as a women, female comedian, no one. I always tell women comedians, you're not one of the guys. I don't care what it is. Right. You're not one of the guys. You'll never be one of the guys. And if you have a drink, if you like to drink, just drink alone in your room, like I do. <laughs> yeah, you're asking you know? for trouble. That's probably yeah. good advice. Um, so, w- and it's let's talk about what it's done to your career. It's helped, hurt. Did both. I mean, you were at you were in the city for a long time to all these clubs, and then Lucian passed away, or you were up and down. You were always up and down on this stuff. What did you perform on drugs a lot, or did you perform? No, I had to. Well, it helped me write one of my best C- DVDs, uh, because I'm a lady, which was all about cleaning up. I really had to clean my act up. Uh, my friend Jeannie came back into my life. She was shooting, she had ended up shooting 22 bags of heroin a day. 
And Jeannie shot 22 bags of heroin in there? And I lost her. I, I, she had nothing. She left. We were working on my one-person show, and she was now starting to do drugs. Shooting heroin? Yeah, shooting oh, heroin. Shit. I thought she was bulimic because she yeah. was getting skinny, and she'd be in the bathroom for an hour, and then she'd nod off. This is the denial I was in, and I thought, wow, I guess my show bored. I guess I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm bored. I was like, always yeah. about me. Yeah. I was like, I guess I'm bored. She was like this. <laughs> like, she's really tired of doing yeah. this show and, th- and what's someone, the needle and Sunda Kronquist <laughs> said watch the way she she said she's an addict I see, watch the way she eats sugar so um, she, so long story short now I was who'd been sober like my almost my entire life um, she calls me up after Lucian died and I said listen I just watched watch someone I love die I can't watch another person I love die the second you clean up your act let me know and I'll be there and she cleaned up her act in Samaritan Village she was in a therapeutic community for like 22 months so now I'm drinking and when I mean drinking I mean one to two bottles a day I mean I'm really but I'm lying to her I'm like yeah no you know what I thought I I don't really have a problem I have a couple drinks and (laughs) I went and got her out of Samaritan Village but I knew all the the lingo so there I am from hung over the night before with men's cologne, gum, mouthwash, and I say, yeah, well, t- I'll take her to meetings one day at a time. <laughs> She'll be in the... Re- and poor Jeannie, she gets to my place, and she said, every you would you would start you would start drinking, and then you would would try and hide the alcohol. I used to get a bottle of wine. She'd go to take a shower, and I would take the wine out of the bag. And I would drink the entire bottle down Jesus within the time Christ. she finished the shower and then sneak into the incinerator, throw the bottle down. And she said, and then I would think that she wouldn't notice that there was something wrong. And then I would replay the Lucian memorial video <laughs> of and just sob and cry. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, you guys are a fun duo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And she said, and then she kind of and then I said you have to get to meetings or you're going to wind up like me so I helped her get to meetings and I couldn't get it I eventually had to like go to a rehab and then uh, go on a very strong medication that could kill you if you drank on it so I mean it was pretty bad and that was other drugs too or just all alcohol at that time just alcohol I just I really oh I I took from the time you wake up you were drinking from I tried Valium I tried different antidepressants and I mixed them with the alcohol and my doctors didn't know what to do and uh and I didn't really have that many doctors I mean I didn't have a particular amount of money but uh what broke it what broke this streak uh Jeannie looked at me and she said you're getting bitter and you're getting jaded and you're getting pathetic. And the jaded and pathetic and bitter, just to know that that was nothing. I, I was never, never any of those any things. Of those things yeah. Something like just clicked in me. And then I just, I literally, I would go to meetings and I would drink. And I would start drinking from seven until midnight. And I fell in love with the guy that drank as well. And he didn't even know how much I drank and was a pothead. So I mean, and then my mother dies and then the drinking escalates. I mean, I finally started going to meetings, hoping that I would, you know, and I would get some time together and then I go out and then finally I went on a medication and went on antabuse, which is like you can die if you drink on it. So that was that, you know, that was pretty serious. And then I went to a rehab in Australia 
It was like Harry Potter. Oh, shit. It's like, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a manic depressive. <laughs> I'm a food addict. I've got OCD. I can't stop cleaning. I'm a manic depressive. I'm a drug addict. I show a lot of drugs. I'll do exercise. And it was like, and there was me. How do you find out about the Australian thing? Uh, my friend, my a friend of mine was Australian, and her her friend ran the top rehab rehab in, uh, in New York. I mean, in uh, Australia. Australia. And uh, she said, listen, she goes, listen, uh, my friend saw you and we really believe that you're talented and funny and wonderful. And she offered to uh, pay for your entire treatment if you can get a ticket and get to Australia. Mm. And I remember wow. just crying, thinking that something had stepped in. Because I was calling rehabs. I said, listen, I'll do comedy. I'll clean. I don't have $16,000 to go, right. you know, to pay. Just get that. Yeah, and that was the beginning of, like, getting How long were you there? Better. I was there for a month. That wow. probably helped, though, because now you know nobody. Yeah, I know nobody. There's no, there's no. And I got else. a horrible crush on my therapist. <laughs> in and Australia he was, or here? Yeah, in Australia. Oh, okay. And he was married. I was like, God, can't you just leave your wife from me? <laughs> and I didn't know about these faces. Like, I didn't know. Like, you'd yeah. have to figure out a mood. I was like, I all I know is feelings. Like, you got to figure out, are you happy? Are you sad? Um, do you feel shame? Do you feel anger? I'm like, I feel nothing but lust for you. But I didn't say it. it was like a, um, Where in the Australia? Sydney? Um, right, yeah, Brisbane? Sydney, right right out of Sydney. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. okay, so wow. all these drugs that you've done, what you have? A, did you have a favorite? I would have to say ecstasy. Ecstasy. I definitely, ecstasy. What, I remember what the happened? first time I did it, and I, I did it in the '80s at like a gay disco, and I thought I could fuck a table. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> not much choice because all the guys were gay. But it, you just love everything. It was invented by a German scientist. <laughs> this is where I know my dad said you don't need the encyclopedia. The only book you'll need is this, and he threw down the Encyclopedia of Recreational Drugs. <laughs> and I memorized that entire book, so I knew everything. You know but, everything. Um, it was invented by German scientist Ecstasy um, and to help put marriages back together again. Really? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you'd fall in love with your partner. Jeez, what is Molly, and where? What, and what is, is that a different thing that, is that new? Yeah, I think it's still, it, I... Pretty, I'm pretty sure it's ecstasy. It's like the same, just a different, it's a different name. name for different it now. name. They've, uh, they've ecstasy's perfected on the, it. Well, ecstasy's on its way back now because it's being used for uh, PTSD. Yeah. Oh, right? and I, so I, is LSD. I heard LSD. I just, ayahuasca. I heard about and, yeah. that. Ayahuasca. Yeah. Oh, it's back. No LSD. They've been using small doses to. When it makes a TED talk, yeah. <laughs> and oh, it's well, a, it's a pretty it. person talking about it. Too bad you don't have all that LSD from when you're like. Younger on that, that'd be the valuable LSD. That'd be worth a lot of money. You'd yeah. be the Breaking Bad comic. Yeah. Was there one that you're never? I'll never do it again. Uh, lithium. <laughs> oh, that was the one. <laughs> that was. I remember I got put on lithium, and I my thought friend, that's supposed to relax you. No, I I didn't think I needed it. They thought I was bipolar, and mm. I wasn't. I was just getting all this crap out of my system. I remember right. this doctor said, I told the doctor, I said, are you putting me on this medication because you can't handle my energy? And I just thought it was awful, and I was on it. I nearly got into a car accident because I was so out. It was like a zombie, and I remember my friend, my best friend Gracie said, I'd rather you drink than see you on that stuff because you almost got run over. Now, what does that do to you? What it makes it? you like a zombie. Oh, it does? Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to Mike Tyson. They said that he was on lithium. That famous, he did a famous uh, interview with, um, what's the wife? The cra- the, she yeah, was an yeah, actress. Yeah, about. and then he, he didn't say anything the whole time, but he was just, yeah, he was a zombie. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so half the half the drugs now are being prescribed by the and doctors. And I've never done angel dust. I would never do something like that. And I hate pot. Pot, like it's, uh, pot just messes. A matter of fact, I tried the t- CBD oil right. for my back pain. Uh, the CBD, I got Charlotte's Web CBD oil. This is the <laughs> CBD oil that the little girl takes. Right. I was so high. I mean, there's something in that. I was. I had such a pure. I was so high that I had to cancel my shows because I didn't want them to think I was drinking. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. That's how bad it wow, I was. I like I couldn't that. even. Yeah. And when I get high, I get paranoid, and my I change. Everything goes slow. I mean, I felt with drinking, at least I was, you know. Yeah, you're aware, and you can have a coffee. And, I knew that stuff was yeah. going to be. Well, bad now for half these awful. drugs are coming from doctors too. You're getting prescribed. All the drugs from the doctors. The, the I got this at Whole Foods. Uh, not Whole Foods. I got CBD, this at, yeah, at Westerly. Yeah, yeah, that's right across. CBD yeah, yeah. oil, uh, um, Charlotte's Web. So f- tips for children. You got some tips for the kids? Don't do drugs, period. <laughs> that's the worst question ever. Tips. No, but I mean, like, if you were to see a kid. I'm watching the show Euphoria. Yeah. Oh, my God. First of all, worst high school ever, right? <laughs> but, I mean, all of them. It's just all. This yeah. That's just super just, extreme, though. That show. That's not how it's super extreme. Is. What's what's it like in the high school that you deal with? Yeah, that's not that's super. Are there people on drugs? Do you uh, know yeah, people that, selling drugs? That's you more, know, my dad. I'll give yeah. you the advice my dad gave. Go ahead, me. and we'll wrap it, was, it with that. He said, "I said, Dad, I, I want to lose some weight. I want to get some amphetamines. I got to get some amphetamines and lose some weight." And he said, "I'll get them." We'll do it together. <laughs> <laughs> so do drugs with your yeah. kids. If you're going to do drugs, it's almost like if you're going to, if you're going to, you have to give your kids the freedom to experiment, but you also have to let them know that the experiment can, can be life altering right. and that it can actually kill you. But it's like, is it better for someone to do pot occasionally? Or do you have a kid that's becomes an alcoholic because it's legal to drink alcohol? Like right. what's the, it's almost like you, you, Give the kid all the tools. You give them the freedom, and you let them decide. And you, I would, I would say, listen, I really, I'm not too for you getting. Uh, you, you have an addictive gene. I would say you have the addictive gene. I'd be really careful that you don't wind up like me or your grandfather. You know, with major addiction issues. There you go. Thank you, Vanessa. That's good. See, Neil? Oh, that was good. Let's let's go to the fourth corner. This, that, and the other thing. This is the easiest one we're going to do. We just give you a choice of one of two things. Which would you take? Very simple. A choice of one of two things. One of two things. things. Which would you take? Or you can go off the board and pick a third one. We'll start off real easy since it's summer. Pool or the beach? Pool or the beach? Would you rather be? Because you you spend time near both now. You're on the ship, so you got a pool. You got a beach. Do you get off the ship and go to the beach? No. No. Do you go by the pool? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I don't want to do it either. Lenny, we were I, on you know the why? ship. We, we, did, we, we, would, uh, we would do it if there was nobody else, right? You hated it. Uh, he would walk on stage and go, I hate you. I hate being here. Yeah. I hate, and everyone would be laughing. They'd be laughing. like, isn't he adorable? Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize I really mean it. What but, about the workout room? You went to the I would workout say room. The, oh, we go to the gym all the time. Yeah, we, I would say the uh, pool. I would take I would go the, to the pool, pool when no one was... When, That's no, right. Nobody, everybody leaves. Yeah, we go, go to the pool. I would go on the Oasis. We could. I yeah. could possibly sneak in that pool on the... <laughs> right. You know, in the uh, solarium. 
Um, what about you, Neil? Pool Definite or beach? Pool, but I mean, I'm not yeah. into any of them. If I have to, I don't choose any. But if I have to, a pool now because the summer. No, you had a pool. We went out. I was in yeah, the pool, and Neil, Neil used it, to have a pool in Arizona. Yeah, that's super fun. No, that's it was like, like your ninety own degrees. Pool. That pool is yeah. so good. <laughs> that's a that's a different thing. It's a public pool. There's nothing no. worse than a big ass public pool. Public with pool a, is yeah. like load of people. Yeah. But now the whole summer thing that because I was just on vacation now I'm, I'm reading every other day everyone's got the goes into the ocean and then they get the flesh eating bacteria. Oh, you saw that? There's I like, saw that. There's like a lot of people. I'm like, been, what the hell is going on with the ocean? I can't go in the. I have not been yeah. swimming in the ocean since Jaws. I mean, it's just it horrifies <laughs> me. I'm so well, afraid. The I'm shocks get, are back yeah, now with yeah, the global warming. Yeah, yeah everything's back in and the in ocean. And in Australia, they have all these things that bite you. I mean, Australia is like Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any like when I see the pictures of like the Caribbean and and you and the the couple out on the the blue water mm-hmm. and then I see like the couple on the infinity pool or whatever they right. oh, that looks better yeah oh like, the infinity looks, pool yeah, yeah. forget about it. Yeah. looking out at the ocean yeah, great looks, yeah. sitting on the deck yes. of the ship looking at <laughs> yes. the ocean go in the ocean yes. absolutely yeah. not all right well it's yeah, weird go. three my, pool people my wife likes swimming in the ocean she's always like come on in you're you look great out there yeah. it's fine and you can just buy a wave machine if you need the wave you know where it's up at I have to put stuff on my feet because you don't want to touch the I don't want to touch the bottom I'm with you. It's disgusting. I have no problem eating lobster, but I can't touch the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. And you got the riptide to deal with, too. That's true. Everything. And no, it, you, you die nine ways from you know Sunday at the ocean. Lo- when I was a kid, I was went swimming in the ocean in Coney Island. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a half a dead uh, <laughs> octopus <laughs> came right up, up to me. To and I never recovered. <laughs> I was never... <laughs> Never recovered Wait, from that. Wait, uh, were you on drugs at the yeah, time? No, like a no. half a dead yeah, octopus? No, half a dead yeah. octopus and uh, some squid. I just got, it's I was gross. so, yeah, it was It's disgusting. gross. It's no, disgusting. it's gross. Like, oh, look at those fish. No. Yeah. All right, let's do the next one. Uh, would you rather go on a cruise or go to Vegas? Do you God. work Vegas? Did yeah. You ever, yeah, you've worked Vegas. Yeah. Cruise or Vegas? Uh, I would say cruise. The money's better. I agree. Yeah. Money's better. And for some reason, it's it's like floating Vegas. Yeah. But you've turned your opinion on cruises all of a sudden. What do you mean? I, I like, you cruises. like cruises. No, I. What do you mean? No, I, I grew up on cruises. cruises. My per, sister's per, on Run Round. Ja, now I'm jealous. Performing though. No, performing. I'm not a big deal. But the cruise. Would you pref- rather perform a cruise or in Vegas? I'd rather perform on a cruise. Yeah. Oh really? Over yeah. Vegas? Of course. Oh okay. Neil loves Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, oh. I thought you'd perform Neil loves in Vegas. Vegas. I no, get you depressed would... in Vegas. Yeah. I'm I like, do just too. Get me out of here. Yeah, you can only stay for two days. People are. It's like the it's like extremes. Yeah. You know, women don't just have their breasts on; they have breasts like this. <laughs> like this. I mean, it's just it's so extreme. People are not just heavy; they're like gigantic. Like yeah. it's it is such huge, an extreme look. Yeah. No, and then they have drinks, and not <laughs> drinks that are little. It's like these gigantic drinks, and everyone's uh, you know on you know, and all they do is like with that thing that to just try and get money from you with that. The guy that goes like this would see the girls. I mean, oh, it's just yeah, constant. Oh, yeah, on the street. Yeah, it is I couldn't. Con- I, I would, agree. I would go back to drinking again. I'd probably be like the Eminem, you know, that ta- that dancing, <laughs> dancing Eminem <laughs> and, you know, living in some trailer. And No, you know. Vegas is, can yeah. be bad. It is. It is. Uh, it depresses me. It, the forced fun part of Vegas is bad. You just got to hang out with friends in the right places, and it's okay. But you can only stay like two or three days. All right. Let's do, I, I would go to I, Nevada, I maybe the mountains. Yeah. Watch then. The sun. Yeah. Where did I go? In, where's the? Oh, Red Rock. Did you go to Red Rock no. when you were in Vegas? That's a good. That's no, a I good went day. to the Hoover Dam. Oh, okay. That's not bad either. And I tried to act like I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, yeah. There it is. Water. Okay. I descri- our family describes vacation as different places we go to to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really funny. funny. I agree. That, that is sad. really funny. Yeah. That's what it's become for us. Yeah. All different right. So <laughs> next one. Um, 
So if you had to give up one, which would you rather give up, or which which is better, drugs or coffee? Like which I always think coffee is just about as addicting as drugs. When I was in rehab, the worst withdrawal was from ca- coffee. coffee. I remember going to the nurse, like, please, <laughs> please, can I just have a teaspoon of instant? Yeah. This teaspoon. I my head. My head. My she's not all right. Don't say anything. I'm going to give you a teaspoon of instant coffee. It's oh, horrible. Yeah, they I thought I was. People. They thought I was getting off a of heroin. I was like this. Yeah. I've listening seen, to lectures. I've seen yeah. people look like go ballistic if they don't get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like they turn into absolute monsters. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has to go for every morning. I walk her. We drop the baby off, and then I walk her over to get her cup of coffee in the morning. I'm like, you well, don't. You just you've never tried coffee, right? But you've never had and it. The last cup, last taste of coffee I had was probably like when I was ten. You know, just oh, can I try that? Ugh, I know it's addictive. You know how but I know it's addictive. I'm gonna tell you. When you went to Italy, you didn't. No, you didn't drain it. No. You didn't drink an espresso. No, I thought they make you there, kind of like they in that make ta- you. In they don't make town, you do anything. They go, hey, do you want? You of gotta. course, they always ask you if you want. But I'm like, no. It's it's even worse because it's like now it's like a shot. It gives of you adrenaline. a re- like you. You're not a. You no. don't care about no not mood that altering anything. No, like, where I'm like, coffee lifts you, gives yeah. you an up feeling. Yeah. Right, no. it feels great. That hour after I drink my Starbucks in the morning is noticeably different, yeah. more optimistic. <laughs> they did studies. They said it's people that type, wrong with yeah, this, people yeah. are uh, people writing, are happier. Yeah. They're writing. But they're when, when it wears off, what happens? It got. It actually got invented. Coffee got invented when coffee got brought to England because they couldn't. They weren't paying people a lot. They were paying people in alcohol and gin and liquor. Uh, and they had, you know, the kid, they had all the people, you know, the working class working and they were very unproductive because a lot of them were becoming alcoholics. So they brought the coffee in from Turkey and people were disgusted by this, but they started to fix it a little bit. They started and then they had tea, but they also had the coffee and they noticed that when the coffee was made right, that people were up and they were very productive. And uh, that was the beginning of coffee because it started, people started working again and they stopped drinking. Yeah, because we were laughing on vacation because we used to, we were, our whole family's addicted to coffee. Yeah. But we were laughing at that we were so stupid in America because we were drinking Folgers and Maxwell House. <laughs> These are awful. What, in Italy? All, no, yeah. here, growing no. up in the United States, oh. this is you get all, the garbage. there was yeah. no real coffee. Because right. now we're in a coffee Boom time, yeah. Like every t- everywhere you go is like everyone's drinking coffee. My oh, wife goes so silly. Like, my wife goes to Joe. What's your coffee place? My co- I make my own. Usually, ah. I'll go to Starbucks, um, or I'll go to Gregory's. Neil, the best coffee. Yeah, the best coffee. If you like iced coffee, I've never. It's like uh, at the Bed Bath and Beyond on 16th Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean on 18th Street I'll and Six. I, I had I'm to take a picture. Time. I said, "What coffee? No bitter <laughs> aftertaste and a slight hint of chocolate." Yeah. Like. I love coffee the way I used to. Like wine, I didn't care about the. It had notes of like fruit. It was like, what's got the highest alcohol content for <laughs> the cheapest price? That's yeah. exactly all I care So now about. you're into. It's, but th- this is what I'm saying. Aren't know, you I'm still addicted? Junkie. When do you know you have an addictive? I only have one cup a day now, but I have tea. When do you know you have an addictive, like super. Per- like in high school, with, you start realizing. With the headaches. I, gotta- I was putting. No, when I was 10, I was already addicted. My mother. She stopped breastfeeding me and put cafe au lait in my bottle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she, she did It's an not, enabler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I always tell the story about my mom. Like when she was dying, you know, she tried to go holistic and do mm-hmm. everything. Only a green only, you know, just took everything out of her diet. Everything, you know, whatever. 
the only thing she kept was coffee. And I'm like, hey, don't you think that would be the thing to get rid of? You're addicted to it. Like, get rid of that's you want to go pure. Get rid of the coffee. No, she was getting she went to a grave with coffee. Like everything else was like, no, the one to get rid of. That's probably one of the reasons why I'm not touching the stuff. That's how I know if you're dying and you have a choice to like go completely clean or just keep this one vice she kept the one vice you know like it's so how it's much horrible. did she drink one cup uh, probably two cups nothing probably, it's nothing. it's cons- but she had to have it but in the morning yeah. Yeah. But my sister you get has a to pounding have it. headache yeah you get for four Her, days she got headaches. you have withdrawals yep. it's yep. awful yeah but also coffee i don't know maybe they're just this all is the pu- best muffin i ever had <laughs> i'm telling you it's, it's a coffee muffin it's mm. from zura we're trying to get a sponsor mm. it's a coffee <laughs> and heroin muffin uh, zura on the upper east side a great muffin place uh, anyways <laughs> uh, the the coffee thing though every other day on my news feed is is coffee is good for you coffee makes you live longer bullshit. so they're becoming more and more powerful like oh yeah there's it's been a, out reports I'm that not buying this coffee makes you live all. longer. It you can't get Alzheimer's. You it, it takes away dementia. It saves nicotine you from a heart. Nicotine helps with dementia. They but give nicotine patches. I'm not to buying that either. Yeah. So more, therefore, more you, now you're drinking coffee and feeling I'm feeling good. Like just it, exercise, me, I'm sure, and water but does that plenty. Is, I think if you drink enough coffee, that almost is a cardio workout. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I think it's extreme. That's how bad it's <laughs> this gotten. This is what right? I have to deal with. Somebody will tell himself that. I don't it's even close. do cardio. I have regular panic attacks trying to cross the street <laughs> with the bikes in New York City. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. With the little motorized bikes are crazy. Motorized? How is that legal, by the way, the I motorized bikes? I don't know, bike? but that's... Uh, they just standard. legalized they it. They did? Yeah. That's going to be the new thing. They're saying scooters or whatever. I don't know. Well, I do I like th- that they're delivering at a rapid pace. Your yeah. Chinese food and your food. With they the are motor- going faster. They yeah. They are super scary. Like, yeah. You can walk out. The guy's buzzes by you. At, like It is frightening. Yeah. All right, let's do the next one. Um, since you're here, you are an Anglophile because of all this uh, somewhere along the way. So Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Yeah. Vanessa's very Beatles. Did you ever like, but you do like the Rolling Stones. I love the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You do a little Mick Jagger. Yeah. He just, you know, he had heart valves. Can somebody with all the drugs in the world. Does a lot of exercise, takes ballet. Don't you think they should like, when Keith Richards eventually dies at age 250, do you think they should chop him up and study him? Like yes. he, there's something to like he's done everything you could possibly do. Coffee and no problem. Yeah. He's a coffee no drinker. Yeah, he had he used to have his blood changed twice a year from all the heroin. Right. That, yeah. But now oh, yeah. he's and he's still kicking. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, they they should heroin study. doesn't when you stop doing people don't realize this when you stop doing heroin just starts to make you straight. If he's taking heroin now, it's just to be normal. Right. After a while, it doesn't have any effect. You just need it so that you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And if you suddenly stop taking heroin or cocaine and then you suddenly take it, that's when most people die. Yeah. Ugh, jeez. But the Beatles have been a big influence. What about you? Me? Heroin. No, the Beatles? Oh. I'm going to go... Uh, I like the Rolling Stones better than the Beatles, I think. I mean, the Beatles, for for what they are, their their body of work is just ridiculous. But if... If I had to pick a song, usually on just a random day, which one to go to, I'd probably go to Rolling Stones first, even though they were kind of thieves of all the black music they kind of stole a little bit along the way. But I don't know. Neil, you? Uh, the Beatles, definitely. I mean, the Rolling Stones are great, but the Beatles have more of a uh, like a wormhole. You can go down the, the worm. There's more stories. You can see their career, see yeah, them change yeah. in their music. So there's more to that, I think. That's why I like the Beatles. And also, once any Beatles song that comes up, it's immediately... It just, you can't shut it off. 
It's just immediately singable. You know, it's so simple yet. Everyone like the Beatles from like 80 to three still listen to them. Yeah, it's crazy. I play for Birdie and she'll just be mesmerized. You know, there's something about the harmony. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. All right. I'm going to give a choice of one of two. I'm going to go for it here on this last one. Um, So if I said bring back Lucian or I'm going to give you a, a hit Broadway show. I'd probably say bring back lotion. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he would say at this point? Yeah. You like that? Well, I mean, you know, I hit Broadway show Vanessa on Broadway doing her one person. Yeah. Tour de force. Um, if he if he was back if he was back now, he, what would he say? He would say you should have done the show. <laughs> he probably said, "I I thought that you had a lot of emotional problems and you never had a problem with alcohol." I take that back. <laughs> oh, I take that back. I really take that back. Oh, it's a piece of work. Yeah. But oh, okay, that was fun. All right, let's do the last thing. Okay. It's the, uh, one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Neil, do you want to start this? Yeah, my, my good thing is I had a vacation. I didn't do anything yes, for Neil's like been on 10 vacation. 10 days. I, and then it took me a while. And then the last four or five days, no phone. I didn't check my emails. Nothing. I mean, I talked to you maybe a little right. bit, but almost nothing. I didn't respond to anybody. It was pretty amazing. It is kind of weird. I, I was telling people, the other, I forgot my phone one day and I just walked out. I'm like, how do we even function without it? Right. I mean, was right. I just standing on the platform of the subway going just with, in my thoughts? Yeah. Like, oh, it's really yeah, hot you here. Actually have to, yeah. You I was act- thinking yeah. and it was just maybe with my pen in hand and like writing notes or something. I mean, well, it I was had, creepy. Yeah. I was like, this is long. And yeah. you listen to people. And I actually yeah. was watch. Be- I was listening, talking. I, it just... It fixed. It was better. Oh, you mean you had sex with Bethel finally? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We no, we don't. We, we didn't go that far. <laughs> the bad thing. The bad thing is though, I did for the first time ever. I'm getting like a belly. I'm getting oh, fat. Yeah, I'm getting. And then I'm, I've never been. I'm, I've always been tall and skinny like Lenny, but I'm getting a little belly. And then I'm like, What are we gonna do about holy this? Holy shit! Yeah. And, and then I've like noticed, and now it's opened me up to the the fat world. <laughs> and like, there's so much stuff. In the, like what? Like, what do you want? Ads and how to get rid of. I'm like they. How to like, get rid of it? It's like they find me. Like they how found to get rid you. of belly fat. This workout. How to eat yeah. this? It's like oh my god, this world is insane. It's like yeah. oh they my got you. They got me. Well, what are you doing? Exciting. What I haven't. You? I haven't attempted anything. I'll just work okay. out and get rid of Spanx it. Spanks for me. Yeah, Spanks. <laughs> Spanks. No, for me. I'll just work out. Uh, Vanessa, one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Uh, one good thing I managed, I've been taking, I just started taking hot and I can take a hot yoga class Nice. and right afterwards take a hot inferno Pilates class. Right after? Take, right after. And, uh, really? Yeah. You could do two hours of working out. Two in that hours heat? of solid working out. Holy shit. And I did one class with my wife at her Bikram. Like, just come with me one time. I don't know. 15 minutes left in the class. I was like some weird pose that you had to do. I'm like, right. I'm out. You I just, left, like, right? my wife's just lay right. down. You I left. didn't know. I made it to the end, but like 10 minutes. I mean, if it was an hour, I made yeah. it 50. And then this last thing they were trying to do on one leg, I was like, absolutely not. I was I was dripping. I can't do the poses. They're it's in like, smelly in that right. room. It's the advanced class. Yeah, these people are disgusting. Yeah. But feet just, on the mat. Yeah. I'm soaking wet. Bethel yeah. loves that shit. Yeah. Now, why do you it's, like the hot stuff? Is it is you a get punishing high. thing? Yeah. No, no, you get high. You get like, <laughs> it's, She's still I don't have a lot naturally. of choices. Um, the when you do a lot of run, like with the hot Pilates, when the front you you rev everything up. It's literally like taking co- CrossFit in a ninety-five degree room. Imagine taking CrossFit in a ninety-five degree room, Jeez. and the fact that I could take two classes back to back. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, so, so I've been. Do- 
like a nice but leisure. But you feel you feel it. it like you like feel like my you brain goes something? like this. There's yeah. nothing I can take to calm this down. Yeah. So that just It'll kind calm of it that calms me so down. So like a 20 minute like casual bike ride around the, that doesn't do it for I, you. I'm too afraid I'd I hit something or I'd get hit. I no. You need the extreme <laughs> heat and that when you're done, you feel like I've been punished. No, I would take. I would play. I would play volleyball, but I just think that some lesbian would think. Like I was gay, oh, you know. God. All right. I don't know. I like. I love dance. I love. I love um, classes where I'm with a lot of people. I don't like sport to do sports yeah. alone. No, Bethel does this stuff too. She yeah. loves the punish. The the. I think she likes that feeling of yeah. accomplishment or I don't right. know what yeah. it is. No, that's I'm asking. And I'm also, asking. you get flexible. Like you could, you know. Oh, I was like this when yeah. I started, and oh. now, um, you know, you just yeah. It's we talk about Neil's it. girlfriend all the time, Bethel. Like she, <laughs> my like wife. we did. Oh yeah, your wife, right? <laughs> They've never been married. We we go to a yoga class or whatever. And it's all beginner. My friend Abby falls down in one of the poses. Kaboom. Right, right to the right. ground. I nearly lose it laughing. I look over at Bethel. And the, the teacher's like, okay, if you want to do the advanced pose, then do this. Right? Mm-hmm. I look over at Bethel. She's like folded into a little piece of origami. It's ridiculous how like she was just humoring us. We were all like soaking wet and Bethel's not even like a bead of sweat on her. I mean, she's got like she's an ounce amazing. of fat. Yeah, it's annoying. Wow. Um, I took a, the worst class I ever took was a girl that was teaching. It was from L.A. And it's hard enough to take a, a 105 degree yoga <laughs> class than to hear someone like mispronounce stuff and go, OK, for a six class, we're going to and how? And then, as how? <laughs> I was getting so angry. I'm like, ah, I'm, this is I'm going like this. I was so tense. I had to take another yoga class to calm down from that yoga class. Oh, man. My one thing of the week is uh, we got our board meeting, Neil. We're, it's coming up. Yeah, you got your suit ready to go? I got to wear a suit to a board? That board me? I mean, you should look decent. Mm, I'll look decent, but I'm yeah. not wearing a suit. I you mean, gotta pick out a de- can, you, can you use a suit from the Tonight Show? L- yeah, I think I can. <laughs> I think I can do that. Is it for this building? No, no, we're moving. We're moving down the block. You're moving down the block? Down the block. Yeah, I'll show you on the way We bought a place. We bought a place, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's exhausting. The podcast is paying the bills. Podcast is paying no <laughs> bills. No bills. That's why Neil has to bring the muffins. It's, we're costing us money. Craft these um, muffins are delicious. They've got a lot of blueberries. Mm. Nice. That's what I like. Real, and, and they're real. And the other thing of the week is Birdie's just about to walk. She's kind of starting to take steps. Okay. She's getting a little scared, but it's about to happen. So I'm going to get real tired running after her, Vanessa. Okay. Vanessa Hollingshead, you can catch her on Instagram at Vanessa Hollingshead 1660, right, V? Yes. Websites, com and Twitter at V Hollingshead. Go ahead. And I will be at Governor's this weekend with Rich Voss at the brokerage. The brokerage uh, in Belmore, Long Island. That's right. It's a great show. It is a great show. All right. Thank you so much for coming yeah, thanks in. Thanks so much for coming. It's my pleasure. That was fun. So got, I'd like to hear more of the stories. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye.